0: praise God for that. Uh, this, at this time, I want to draw our attention uh, to our scripture to break down some of the heart of what we discussed, kind of in combination with what some of our students have already shared, including what uh, Matthew noted. So if you want to turn in a Bible, you can to Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to give our attention to verses 10 through 13. And I'll read that for us. Again, Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. A lot of times when we talk about the armor of God in the life of the church, we draw our attention specifically to the following verses after that, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. And these are really, really important aspects of uh, what it means to live as a Christian. But these preceding verses are just as critical and just as foundational for us to orient our heart towards as we think about uh, the battles that we face and the challenges that we will encounter. You know, we'll face sometimes things that are not that complicated. This week, for example, we were, Savannah uh, mentioned we went to a bakery, and we usually go there when we go to camp, or at least when I was the youth director. and And I had forgotten about how like small the parking lot is. And so getting the bus in there is really difficult. Getting it out of there is pretty difficult, but I didn't have to do that. Bradley took care of getting it out. So that was good. Um, getting it in there is really difficult. It can be complicated. It can be tough. Going into the bakery is tough because we have 26 people trying to place an order. You tell them ahead of time, you can get an item or a couple of small items. And it's like, can I get a milkshake and three brownies? and Eight croissants. No, you can't. You can get a brownie or a milkshake or whatever. Twenty-six times. Well, actually, four more adults, and I have to tell Christine not to get a brownie or anybody else, but the, the students, uh, that was that was part of the complication. So when we got outside, I got it back in our, our van that I was driving. And um, one of the students said to me, Do you miss do you miss being a youth director? And the answer is yes. Every time I'm with these students, even in light of little complications, it is always a joy and always a blessing and something I, I long for and, and find so much value in. Those are the small things that sometimes happen in the spiritual battles, things like parking a bus and placing an order, but there's huge things that happen too. And as you have come in here today, surely you have some burdens in your life or have had or will have that are much more than, than finding a parking space. When we talk about those things that we face, the difficulties we encounter in life, we are reminded in verse 10, again, this, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. You know, we have communicated already in song today that as we fight in uh, the battle of this life, we don't fight from our own ability. We don't fight from our own capacity. We fight from the strength of the Lord in us by his spirit. I don't know what fights you will face, but you've got to be intentional to embed that in your heart because this morning you can amen that. But I'll let you know that when those battles come, it's not as comfortable as sitting in a pew in an air conditioned room and hearing a preacher share a message. It's tough stuff, sometimes heartbreaking stuff, sometimes devastating stuff. And so when those battles come, we've gotta be reminded that we don't operate in our own strength. But here's the real key we don't operate in our own strength as believers any of the time we are not to be only calling upon god when battles come but we are to be calling upon god day in and day out through the minor the major the times of joy and great blessing not just in the times where we face trouble and face hardship but we do that also in preparation it can be a habit sometimes in the life of a christian to run to God in trial, in trouble. But our God doesn't just desire to meet with us in the moments of hardship. He desires to be with us all the time, to enable us and encourage us and uplift us. And when the battle comes, we're prepared. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Because again, we are reminded that those things will come. That the enemy is at work doing things to harm us, doing things to draw our attention away from God, doing things to hamper us in the physical world, sometimes in the spiritual life too. And we pull our attention away from that preparation when we think that the troubles of this life are just about things we can fix on our own, by our own strength and our own ability. Because one day a battle is going to come in your life that you can't fix if it hasn't already And if you've not prepared your heart for that, you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose. And it doesn't mean that God won't be there to pick you up on the other side. Some of you have lost battles in your life and you already know what I'm talking about. And by God's grace, he's picked you up and he's helped you to have victory. But God doesn't mean for you to fight on your own, doesn't mean for you to fight an enemy you're not as strong as, which is the enemy. But Christ can overcome. And sometimes we live in this fantasy, and I think this can be true in the Christian life too, that when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we we have all the things the word tells us we're going to have. We're going to have peace, we're going to have encouragement, we're going to have blessing. And we sometimes forget that we are in the thick of a war. We're in the thick of a war. And we think that everything is just going to kind of be easy sailing. And then when a crisis comes, we're just blown away. We're taken aback. Because we thought we were in the church building. We thought we were in a family of faith, we thought things were going to be okay, and they are going to be okay. But as you've heard me pray for our students today, this is not about God removing the trouble so much as it is about God overcoming the trouble that we face. And so we put on this armor every day so that we can stand against the schemes of the devil who is scheming now. As you sit in these pews, he's already at work scheming, preparing for your downfall, preparing for your hardship. And especially those of us who, again, are trying to live and overcome things in our own strength. The enemy knows that, and he seeks to take you and I down, pull us away from God relationally. If we don't know him as Savior today, pull us away from God eternally. And so we're told this, For our struggle is not against flesh, verse 12 and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. That verse there is sort of progressively communicating about the sort of the overarching layers of the enemy's work uh, trying to pull us away. And that beginning part there, this is what Olivia was talking about for our struggle, is not against flesh and blood. We were reminded over and over again by the the, uh, campus pastor for the week that our enemy is not each other. Our enemy is Satan. Our enemy is Satan. And our enemy does work, yes, to draw people away from the Lord, and then those people sometimes act out in ways that don't honor the kingdom, but our enemy is not them. Our enemy is Satan. Beginning next Sunday, we're going to dive into a sermon series you noted in your bulletin there called Mind Your Own Business. And we're gonna talk about how important it is that we dedicate our focus to our own pursuit of the Lord above everything else going on. We get so troubled and so distracted and so off kilter by what other people are doing or sometimes what they're doing to us. And we forget that we've got to run to our God for rescue. We don't run to our capacity. We don't run to our ability. We don't run to our intellectual Prowess, we don't run to our resources. We run to our God because our enemy is not each other. Our enemy is not the people who are in the middle of downtown Asheville. Our enemy is not in Washington. Our enemy is the enemy, is Satan. And the way we fight that enemy is not by all the things we think and do and say. We fight that enemy by taking on this armor, by trusting the word, by being led by the spirit, by being empowered by faith. That one aspect of this armor was so critical, this idea of having faith, which is that we fully and totally and entirely believe that God's word is true, that if we will stand behind the scripture, we indeed will, by the power of the spirit, overcome the enemy. But sometimes the reason why we try to fight these battles in our own capacity and in our own ability is because we don't actually believe that's true. And we've got to be willing Christian today, decades-long Christian today. You've got to search your own heart. As you hear these passages shared, do you believe that this is true? Do you believe that the enemy isn't the one who's harmed you, but is Satan? Do you fully and totally and entirely believe that if you count upon the work of the Spirit, he in you can overcome the work of the enemy? Because if you don't have that kind of faith, you're going to keep trying to fight these battles by yourself. And you may win in your mind, but you'll tear apart yourself. You might tear apart a church. You might tear apart a family. And when you fall on your face because you're fighting in your own strength, God will be there to pick you up because he's good. But his call and intention is not that you just fight alone and fight in your own ability, but that you are strengthened by him as you count upon this armor. And so then verse 13 says this, for this reason, take up the full armor of God. This reason being that the enemy's at work scheming and all these lairs against authorities and cosmic powers, etc., Take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. You know, the evil day, noted here in scripture is this, it's every day. Ever since the fall of man, every day has been impacted by evil. The scripture is talking about every single day that the battle rages every day, that there is always a threat every day, that there's never reprieve from the realities of the evil because it remains every day. And we see it in all kinds of places. We see it in the sin of our neighbor. We see it in the darkest spots in our own heart. We see it in our expressions of faithlessness in how we live. The battle rages every day, but we are reminded that the battle has been won by God. Now you've heard this message before. There's victory in Christ. Amen. Amen. He has overcome the enemy. Amen? Amen. But that's gotta be something much more than we're again just amening in a service. That's got to be a truth we fully and totally believe, that as far as things are concerned in the eye of God, he has overcome all things. We see that first most clearly by his overcoming of death. That was the last enemy, the last thing that was left, that there was no victory over, no accomplishment over, and yet he overcame that by dying on a cross for our sin and raising from the grave. And so there is no enemy left that he hasn't overcome. Now we live in a time yet where he hasn't returned. We wait on our king. I reminded the students that over and over again this week when they would have have some kind of trouble, we wait on our king. There's still a battle, the war is won, he's overcome death. He has defeated this enemy in an eternal sense. But we wait for him to come back. And in the meantime, our call and our responsibility and our job as believers is to continue to push the boundary lands of our king's kingdom by pushing back against evil in our world with the truth of God's word. He has already won. And what he asks you and I to do is to continue to push back on the evil that fights against him. He will come back. He will make all things new again, right again. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the reason why that is delayed, the reason why we wait for our king to return is this. Because in his grace and his mercy, he seeks to bring everybody in that will believe into this kingdom. We sit and we wonder, why hasn't he come back yet? Why do I face the struggles of my life? Why is the enemy attacking me? And here's the truth. Our God is gracious and good, and he waited for you to get in. He waited for you to get in. And he continues to wait for people to come, to respond, and to believe. But in good time, he will come back. And he will make everything right and good and new. And what he's asked you and I to do in this meantime is to push back on evil. To push out the boundary lands of his kingdom. Ultimately, in reality, to bring people to a knowledge of the gospel and disciple them so they can join this family. But we do that through his power and out of that victory. Not sitting in the toil of our troubled hearts and our broken bodies and saying to ourselves, woe is me but we have a king who has won already. And he's enlisted you and I to support the work of spreading his kingdom. It is a privilege and it is an honor. And yes, sometimes we are weary. And yes, sometimes we groan like creation, but our king will come back. And so we continue to do this good work and that good work of pushing back evil, it doesn't begin in the town square. It doesn't begin inside of the church house. It begins inside of your own heart. Amen? Amen. And so as we look out in the world, we get so distracted by all the news and all the trouble and everybody else's issues. But our God is seeking for us to deal with the issues inside of us. Inside of us. And as we do that, he will draw us together. He will unify us. He will... Continue to do his good work. And we wait for him. To close our service today, we will have a a song we'll sing together as a congregation. And then at the end of that song, I'll close us in prayer, but I want to pray with us now. God, we thank you for today. And we are so encouraged by the work you're doing in the lives of our students. Some who've, surrender to a call to ministry. God, we, we empower them. Me, myself today, God, I I reflect on my call 20 years ago this, this summer, God, and the work you've done in my life. And I, I praise you for that, God. And I just pray for these 14, 15, 16 year olds as they experience that call, God, that you set them on a pathway to, of obedience and overcoming evil. Bless them and keep them. for those who have made a recommitment in their faith, God, we pray that you help them to fulfill this good thing that you're doing in their lives. God, that they just forge ahead in faith, that they take on this armor, that they don't think that the battle isn't inside of them, it is. That you remind them that you have overcome it. And God, we as a church ask that as we continue to do what it is you called us to do, which is to push back on evil and to expand the boundary lands of your kingdom while we wait for you to come back. God, we ask that you help us to continue to fight in faith. Strengthen us in our weariness. Help us not to give up, God. Help us to search our own hearts, Lord. And God, we wait for you to come back and we ask that you, you return with haste. We know that you are sovereign and good. We know that your timing is perfect. But we desire to to be with you and to see you and to experience this kingdom in a way that's not just faith but sight. And so, God, we, we ask for your return to come with haste. And in the meantime, God, as we wait, help us to remember the battles won. It's as if we are already in eternity now. pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.